threat of disaster is never pleasant. Welcome to the Casual Preppers Podcast. These safety measures are essential. The only place for prepping, survival, and entertainment. This will be your source of survival instructions and information. Every member of the family must be coached in the business of survival. Here are your hosts, Cam and Kobe. Back in the saddle again, brah. Yeah. My notes aren't loaded. Start over. <laughs> now nah, it's too late. We this is start it. Start over. We're here. Cameron back in the studio. Yeah. All better. Sorta. Sorta. Sorta, but he's here, right? Yeah. We're excited. Kind of got my butt kicked a little bit. Yeah. But you're back. You're back at well, it. Well, I'm 100% healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm immune from all kinds of diseases now. <laughs> yeah. I think. I don't yeah. Know. Say goodbye to chlamydia. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. Uh, Mindless Banter, 76, I believe. Is that what it is? I believe so. 76 episodes of Mindless Banter. That's insane. Man. If you ask me. Um, what it's are not, we talking it's about? 100 millionth and one. Yeah, that's right. Remember? That's right. Last one was a million. Well, uh, we're going to talk about DARPA. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I hadn't really known much about it. I'd heard the name, but I never yeah. really looked much mm-hmm. into the details, but... Pretty much the whole reason we're here today is because of DARPA. Exactly. The reason you can hear our voices yeah. in your car or your motorcycle is because of DARPA. Motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Your exactly. enclosed battery operated motorcycle. <laughs> it's all DARPA. I, I love when you drive by a motorcycle and they got the music blaring as loud as <laughs> they can. It's like air conditioner. You're just like, <laughs> what are you doing? Get a car. Take the windshield down. You get the air conditioner. <laughs> exactly. Put a helmet on. Oh, uh, hell. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it goes without saying yeah. that prepping requires forethought with regard to food and water and power and protection and technology and all kinds of other things. Mm. Self-reliant medical care is absolutely no exception. You're right. The Prepper's Medical Handbook by noted wilderness medicine expert and survivalist William W. Forgey, MD, Ooh. smarty guy, yeah. provides the basis of prevention, identification, and long-term management of survivable medical conditions. The non-survivable doesn't have those anymore. Nah, don't worry about those. You're probably going to die. Yeah. But it tells you what to do and when to return to the grid and what to do when you can't. Yep. So this organized book has uh, all the details you need to stay alive out in the wilderness. Mm. It's easy to read. It's like super concise. You just find what you want to do and you're going to stay alive with it. Beautiful. You go get it at PreppersMedicalHandbook.com or you can go to Amazon.com and help Bezos go to space mm-hmm. again. Again. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you, yeah, Cameron. It is a great book. Seriously, yeah. though, uh, I refer to it often. Yes, it has some pretty like pretty smart details of just like building your medical kit. Yeah. So anyway, that's go right. get it. So DARPA, Cameron. DARPA. You know yeah. DARPA and Greg. Yeah. Um, so by raise of hands, Greg. who's heard of DARPA? <laughs> yeah. What is it? Tell me. Tell me about it. Like I. I don't even know. Well, let's talk about what it's. What the acronym is? Oh, I thought that was just a cool name. It is a cool name. Yeah, but probably it is an somewhere acronym. in Utah, someone's named DARPA. Oh, look at DARPA, DARPA June. Harrington. <laughs> Harrington. I went. I went with a girl's name. <laughs> DARPA June. DARPA. Um, Hensley like Darla, DARPA June. Darlaw from Rascals. Um, Darlaw. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Gosh, I wish I would worked for them. Uh, yeah. Is a research and development agency of the United States Department of Defense responsible uh-huh. for the development of emerging technologies for the use by the military. Yes. Yeah, but so, not necessarily always. Yeah, but their their but main is function of, is to like funnel cool technologies yeah. to it's the like military. a Tony Stark yeah. of 
Sure. You know, he just builds all the stuff for the military. Mm-hmm. Originally known as the Advanced Research Projects Agency, ARPA. ARPA. Didn't See, sound so weird, dude. Quite as cool. Yeah. Um, I wonder why they did change it because I don't know. it says down here that um, it uh, for it was previously DARPA, ARPA, uh-huh. then to DARPA uh-huh. in March '72, changing back to ARPA in February '93, <laughs> then reverted to DARPA in March '96. They I don't just, know if they felt like if it didn't have defense in there, they yeah. thought it was too offensive. Yeah. You know. <laughs> They're I don't, like, I don't sounds know. too aggressive. Put defense in there and everybody should, feels like it's okay. ARPA, no DARPA. Want the D or not? Everybody wants a good defense. You want a D? Take the D. <laughs> Take off the D. You want some of my D? <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, yeah, originally known as ARPA, agency was created on February 7th, 58, by President Dwight D. Eisenhower. How do I get? In response to the Soviets launching of Sputnik 1. Mm. In 57. So, so that, they're like, we're oh, going to make, make some cooler stuff. Yeah. Um, by collaborating with um, academia, industry, government partners, DARPA formulates and executes research and development development projects to expand the frontiers of technology and science, often beyond immediate U.S. military requirements. Yeah. So they just keep on going. Yeah, they do. they do some crazy stuff, as you will find out. Yeah. So the Economist has called DARPA the agency that shaped the modern world. It's not really wrong. It's not far from that. Well, when, it basically when, is that. Yeah. It is that. Yeah. So DARPA is independent of other military research and development and reports directly to Senior Department of Defense Management. The name of the organization first changed. Oh yeah, that was that part. Of DARPA. Mm-hmm. Part of what makes DARPA so successful is that it's exempt from laws that stifle most government agencies. Don't you love it when there's a government agency that is. Getting in your way. Yeah. It's yeah. so it's so weird, man. Which is like it's true. Like yeah. there's some things that just mm. need to over you know, yeah, overreach. Mm-hmm. But the uh but that's also opens the door for conspiracy, you know. Yes. Specifically, DARPA isn't subject to the Title Five of the Federal Acquisition Streamlining Act of ninety four, oh, which I hate that sets thing. up all sorts of red tape for hiring and managing personnel. So they can hire whoever the hell they want. Ah. That's good. Cool. If you want to go get German ex-Nazi that done a bunch of experiments, go ahead. No, that's the NASA that gets that. NASA. As a result, DARPA has a largely, a largely unrestricted 3.2 billion pot of money to use. How many Shiba like, Inus that? Man, man <laughs> that's a lot. You, yeah, trillions. I don't even think the number will go that high. No. Uh, venture. It's basically like a venture capital firm doing it out of high risk, high reward. Doing yeah. it. Two high-risk, high-reward projects, expecting a minority of them to produce amazing results. Just throw a bunch of money at it. That's see exactly what, happens. what they do. I mean, this is kind of similar to like what Tesla, yeah. you know, is doing sure. with the SpaceX and everything. It's mm-hmm. like they have big old capital firm, and you know, it's just kind of cool. And and I think a lot of technology would have never come about if absolutely it was done any other way. You know, so. Yeah. Anyways, let's so, talk about some of the cool projects they've done. So, so these are the ones that you probably know about, or some of these you may not know about, but these are the things that have come from DARPA that we all use today, a lot of it. The number one thing is the internet. What's that? Did you know? Oh, it wasn't man. Al Gore. <laughs> he claims it was him. <clears throat> but basically, the internet came from this thing called ARPANET that DARPA built back in the 1960s. So the idea was to make a self-healing communications network that still worked when parts of it were destroyed. Wow. Right? The internet's 
This was ARPANET. It was the first network to it's transmit. Like self-healing, but I see what you mean. The internet, it yeah, it doesn't actually interrupt. heal. Yeah. It just doesn't all go offline. I can tell you one thing. The internet does not heal. <laughs> no, it does not. Yeah, it does not. It was the first network to transmit data in discrete chunks, not constant streams, and led to the development of the TCPIP specification still in use today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that... The internet came from DARPA, basically. That's insane. Isn't that nuts? So really... Never that, knew that. It runs our whole world. Wow. DARPA, basically. And, and we don't know who they're hiring. No. We have no idea. <laughs> um, and how about GPS? Do you know what GPS stands for? Global Positioning System. Long before the current Navstar GPS satellites were launched came a constellation of just five DARPA satellites called Transit. Oh, my gosh. First operational in 1960, they gave U.S. Navy ships hourly location fixes as accurate as 200 meters. So In the 60s? In the 60s. Wow. I did not know this. I um, didn't know that. I either. now know this because I read it. But uh, <laughs> GPS. And now you all know that. Now you all know it as well. So internet, GPS, Two things that go together well, um, but you, you use them all the time. Yeah. Every day, right? <clears throat> Crazy. Thank goodness for DARPA. I know. Speech translation. Although not yet available. So, okay, so some of this stuff might be, av- be available now. <laughs> um, so some of these articles were a little old, so some of this might be slightly outdated, some yeah, of this information. It's hard to find the very latest. I, yeah, there's, like, no way to keep Mm-mm. up with it. They've got so much going on. Exactly. So they sp- got so much going for them. Yeah, they got great. It's all that money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speech translation. Although not yet available to consumers, handheld language translation devices developed with DARPA funding are already being used in Iraq. So you can kind of see this is, might, might be a little bit older. But although accuracy can be as low as 50%, the devices have met with favorable reviews from forces on the ground. So speech translation software, DARPA. Wow. And it's being used. Google's using it. Uh, who else is using it? Apple's using it. There's a lot of people using it. Um, so that's kind of cool. Here's it doesn't cool. work worth a damn, but... No, it doesn't. <laughs> but it works-ish. Honey, I'll be home. Mm-hmm. Going to oh, the that. grocery store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate you. Let's get divorced. No! That's not what I said! <laughs> it's <a> completely opposite. <laughs> well, never mind. Yeah, fix let's it. not do that. <laughs> the other uh, thing that they've made is stealth planes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Those are stealthy. You can't see them. No. <laughs> you don't know? There's one outside right now? Yeah, it's probably the best example of DARPA fulfilling its... Uh, remit to come up with surprise technologies. Even the U.S. Air Force was surprised by the idea. The first prototype, Have Blue, was DARPA tested. come up with that? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Who's DARPA? Well, that's interesting. Are you talking about ARPA? <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it's <laughs> Hell, I can't keep them straight. <laughs> <laughs> Have Blue was tested in the late 1970s and became the precursor to the F-117 Nighthawk stealth fighter. <sighs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got all sweaty on that one, too. (laughs) Getting kind of hot in here, ain't it? Beautiful name. Yeah, but uh, Stealth Planes is another thing that came from DARPA, which makes 100% sense. (laughs) Right? That's what uh, I would think they would be doing, cool stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. How about gallium arsenide? Uh Uh-huh. I got some in my pocket right now. Uh, (laughs) I've been wondering who made that. I've been, yeah, that one's been on my thinker for a while. Who is this? Who makes this? (laughs) It's made in DARPA. Is that what? in shampoo? What is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. In that, yep, shampoo. Um, one of DARPA's lesser-known accomplishments, semiconductor gallium arsenide received a push from a $600 million computer research program in the mid-1980s. 
Although, although more costly than silicon, the mil- oh. material has become central to wireless communications chips and everything from cell phones to satellites thanks to its high electron mobility, which lets it work at a higher frequency. So, so it's still in use, mm-hmm. but silicon's cheaper? Uh, yes. So you got both in your phone? Yeah, probably. Something. I don't know. But gallium arsenide, if you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> from DARPA. Check out gallium arsenide. <laughs> yeah. Mm, do I te- detect a hint of gallium arsenide? <laughs> gallium arsenide getting old. I can't get a good reception. <laughs> no, that's cumin. Okay. <clears throat> um, how about big dog? You heard of big dog before? Yeah. Mm, not Clifford. Big not Clifford. Can? No, big dog. Even if you don't know its name, you've almost certainly seen the videos of big dog. The quadruped robot created by Boston Dynamics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that that creepy freaking like, thing tum, that, tum, like, tum, yeah, tum, just, tum, like, haunts your dreams. It just hops around. Yeah, and, like, it scares me. I don't know. All of those freaking Boston Dynamics robots do. creep me the hell out. They creep me out, too. Yeah, I'm like, um, I don't want to watch this anymore. So DARPA was behind those? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Though, throughout its history, DARPA has funded private enterprises to research technologies with potential matilla- military applications. <laughs> Matillary. Matillary. <laughs> and thus, unsettling headless creature is one such effort. They are freaky, though. Dude. And the thing is, like, the people testing them are, like, beating the hell out of them. Like, <laughs> know, pushing yeah. them over, shocking them. They're some like, of them, see what it'll do. Some of those videos are actually, like, over, like... They are. Cor- they're, over, like, they're comedy videos. What's the one, uh, Corridor Digital? They do one yeah, that looks yeah. pretty funny. But they do, like, you know, they push them over, see if they can get back For up. sure, like, yes, they, they do that. Off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of people that complained about those, like, being mean to AI. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, there, I there was. It. I, I think the ACLU is going to be filing a lawsuit, most likely. Um, Big Dog was designed to carry heavy loads for military ground units traveling on foot, and its four-legged build gave it stability, enabling it to navigate uneven terrain more easily. So it was going to carry stuff. Well, this makes stuff. sense, because yeah. some of their old, like, some of the stuff I was going to talk about, mm-hmm. the failed projects. Yes. that They were <laughs> working on that way back. Yes, no, for a long time, yeah. Um, obviously it worked pretty well. It just had one terminal flaw. It was too loud when it moved around. Apparently like, it made a lot of noise. <laughs> Shut up. There's a Taliban. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> Can we get some more ammo in here? <laughs> ammo, ammo. <laughs> it's like support, man. Ammo. <laughs> You're welcome, Mr. Military Boy. Uh, Siri. <laughs> I know no, no, no. <laughs> Would you like me to text your wife? No. These are ammo. So funny. They're like, oh, it's loud. So they aren't using it in the military anymore. Mm. So too bad. Now How about this one? Wanders around in some lab. <laughs> yeah, no, Give me a pop. Get, bring me over a fresca. <laughs> bring it on over. Um, so if you thought the headless dog was a little weird, the research DARPA has done into insect sentinels is even weirder. Okay. Okay. In 2006, <laughs> the organization announced it was looking for researchers who would help it find a way to implant technology into an insect's body while it's in its poopa. I don't know what that is, but I'm guessing that's the early stages of being oh. an insect. <laughs> I thought you were saying that they were inserting no. into their pooper. Uh, while it's in its poopa. Oh, I, the stage of P-U-P-A. pupa. Pupa? Yeah, I think it's pupa, isn't it? I'm saying pupa. I like poopa. <laughs> Poopa's a lot funner to say. Thus turning it into a cyborg. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, <laughs> that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Successful entrants had to deliver the insect within five meters of a target. 
Wow. Using either remote control or GPS. Cue drone birds. <laughs> I know. Um, and the results are predict- predictably horrifying and somewhat impractical. While it's unclear if DARPA ever learned anything useful from the initiative, it of indeed- course it would say that. <laughs> I know. I don't know. And indeed, one researcher told new scientist he didn't think cyborg insects would ever become fully fledged surveillance surveillance instruments as it's possible to create a power pack it's impossible to create a power pack that will run the electronics for a long enough time without also being too heavy for the insect to move while wearing it so is that a June bug? Is that a big D battery? It's just barely moving I don't think that's a real June bug That June bug's got a growth on its back Duracell that's weird. He's carrying the battery. <laughs> He's resourceful. <laughs> Must be like a big battery pack somewhere. Uh, That's funny. I know. <laughs> Can't carry big battery. I know. Some uh, 13 years later, another call was put out involving insects, this time with the invent- the intention of creating conscious robots by mapping the creature's brains. Ooh. That's weird. (laughs) You've overstepped your boundaries, You've gone too far, DARPA. In January 2019, the agency published a brief for artificial intelligence exploration proposals involving insects, explaining that their brains could solve the problem of how much energy and time it takes to train increasingly complex AI systems. How do you figure that out? Carefully, with a lot of money. (laughs) It also touched on the fact these animals have subjective experiences and that researching this particular aspect of the insect's brains could lead to capability of interference, prediction, generalization, and abstraction of problems in systematic or entirely new ways in order to find solutions to compelling problems. So, a bunch of weird shit with insects. All right? (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I'm hoping those praying mantises figure out the election. They're going to figure it out. Mm, anyways. The next one is graphical user interface. You ever heard of that? Uh, GUI? GUI? <laughs> That's how they say it? Yeah. Um. So it's basically your computer screen with the mouse. That's cool. DARPA figured it out. I thought Apple figured that out. No. DARPA. <laughs> Moving away from DARPA's creepier creations and investigations is also behind something we're all familiar with, the graphical user interface, or GUI and mouse. <laughs> This technology, <laughs> this technology is almost certainly <clears throat> much older than most people realize, having been created by Douglas Engelbart <laughs> in the 1960s. <laughs> Such a good oh, name. Why is his last name made me laugh? <laughs> I know. Like, it sounds strong, and then it ends terrible. <laughs> Engelbart. Um, <laughs> who gave the first public demo of this technology in 1968. Somebody listens like, that's my name. That's my family. I'm Engelbart. My grandpa's Dougie Engelbart. <laughs> Great man. Got the gooey. <laughs> Made the gooey. <laughs> it's rather... I've never heard it said that way. I, not even either. Um, it was rather more basic than we think of as a computer interface now, but it laid the foundations for the desktop metaphor we use on our computers today and the swipeable interface on smart devices. Wow. DARPA and Engelbert made a gooey. <laughs> okay. Put those two together. <laughs> yeah. Gooey. Gooey, gooey, gooey. How about onion routing? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> See, this is actually something I didn't know. Um, you mean rooting? Yeah. <laughs> Onion rooting. Maybe it's rooting. <laughs> um, rooting yeah. Even if you've ever used, if you've never used the Tor browser, you know Tor. Oh, yeah. Right? Tor. So this is actually what this means. You've probably heard of it, often in the context of cybercrime. But the technology behind Tor, which stands for the Onion Routing. What? 
No yes, way. Came from DARPA. Wow. I did not know this. We talked about Tor browser yeah. and stuff and never knew it was onion routing. Yeah. I <laughs> neither. Research into onion routing so named because every message sent is wrapped in layers of encryption. Oh. Just like an onion. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty smart. Yeah, it began in the mid nineties at the US Office of Naval Research. Honor. <clears throat> Honor. Yes. With the objective of finding a way to secure US intelligence communications online. Then in ninety seven, it attracted funding from DARPA specifically focused on the robustness aspects of onion routing. <laughs> it's a horrible name it though. Is. Like, it is. Can't you find something else with layers to name it after <laughs> instead of an onion? Yeah, so, like seven-layer dip. <laughs> oh, dude, I love seven-layer I know dip. you do. I don't care what anyone says. It's great. <laughs> Even if it's five layers, I'm good. There's one single layer. <laughs> yeah. It's just the guacamole. I'm fine. Yeah. Anyway, so onion. I mean, yeah, onion routing. That's the thing they came up with. Pretty cool. That, Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. How about the human, human universal load carrier? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> what can, is that? Can you carry this load? <laughs> <laughs> See if you can carry this whole thing. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Dying Human over there. Universal load carrier. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's an exoskeleton intended to help soldiers carry a load of up oh, to yeah. 90 kilograms at a speed of 10 miles an hour. <clears throat> okay. I love how they go 90 kilograms and then 10 miles an hour. I know. Why Why do you switch? I don't get it. Shortened to Hulk. Pronounced oh, Hulk, yeah. obviously. The invention debuted. No, Russia's like putting a lot into this. Are they? Guess what? What? DARPA's already worked on it. Already been on this. It was licensed by Lockheed Martin in 2009. Oh, wow. Kind of cool. Unfortunately, however, the project has been deemed a failure. While it works technically, it is found to restrict the wearer's movements in some cases and actually increase the strain on muscles. <laughs> so it did the opposite of what we hoped it would do, basically. <laughs> it's helping, but it hurts. It's helping, but it's not doing what it should. <laughs> it's just the opposite, actually. Lockheed Martin, which was Hulk's primary developer, is looking at other applications, such as using it as the basis of a wearable sensor <clears throat> array for soldiers for medical or industrial applications in the civilian sphere. I so, want it for medical. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a look at that. Pressure. Hemorrhoid. <laughs> we gonna lance that boy, boy. <laughs> I could see how it'd be used, like, because I've been in on surgeries when you're, like, scrubbed in and helping. Uh -huh. Like, you get all <clears throat> tired of reaching yeah. over. I'm mm -hmm. sure they'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lock themselves in place. Themselves nice. That feels pretty good. That feels nice. Let me get that history. Turn on that vibrator on the back, right on my lower back, right in the wolf patch. Get her done. <laughs> the wolf patch. Nurse crank it to 10. Crank it to 10. <laughs> <laughs> my hands are shaking too much. This plastic surgery ain't going well. <laughs> You're going to look worse. Whoa, that's zigzag. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. That's the Charlie Brown pattern. Chevron. It looks pretty good. <laughs> that ought to work. She'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, like she'll dig it <laughs> She has to I think we just invented something <laughs> You did too um, How about Siri? Yep Are you serious? Failed technology Are you serious? <clears throat> yeah Apple's digital virtual assistant started life as a DARPA project in the early 2000s Known as Callow 
I like that better. Ostensibly an acronym for cognitive assistant that learns and organizes. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> it was great before you heard what it stood for. for um, but also a nod to the Latin word for a soldier's servant. Oh, you can't have that. Can't say servant. Can't say soldier. Can't say words. Um, <laughs> the name is no accident as the research. Don't touch my feet. <laughs> <laughs> As the research that spawned it originally focused on providing better technology to soldiers in the field via technology that could learn from experience, take instructions, explain what it's doing, and reflect on the experience it just had. They're just talking about a person. <laughs> what if we could have something out there that could listen to me, could talk to me, could remember stuff, and could do things? I mean, we're talking about a soldier, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's just another soldier. Is there some kind of thing we could build? Or maybe talk to that does this kind of thing. Uh, sir, mean, we've enlisted like thousands. We have several million of those on payroll. I don't know what else you want. Oh, that's true. No, but look, we can talk to it. <laughs> yeah. It can remember things. And I can call on it. Yeah. It can listen to my feelings. It has its own emotions, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Sure, whatever. We'll get sure, something. Whatever. We'll make something. All right, we'll get you a couple over this afternoon. <laughs> Anyways. This one, oh. Oh, my gosh. Harp. Oh, my gosh. High-frequency active auroral research program. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know all about this. That was one of my favorites. I liked that one. It was a great one. It's a scientific research station and magnet for conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Of course. Magnet. Located in Gakona, Alaska. Yeah. This joint project between the U.S. Air Force, U.S. Navy, DARPA, University of Alaska Fairbanks investigates the very highest layers of the Earth's atmosphere, the ionosphere. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me be ionosphere about it. <laughs> That's a little ironic sphere. Ironosphere. <laughs> I don't know. Work <laughs> almost. Oh, <laughs> really close. Work began on HARP back in '93. Although the current facility dates. Uh, from 2007, it uses high-frequency radio waves to, directed at the ionosphere to glean insights both about the layer itself, but also the effects it has on radio communications on how to mitigate them. Yep. Yep. And people's it, brains. And then to control people with waves of frequencies yep. and whatnot. Yep. Um, it also looked into other atmospheric events, though, like the creation of plasma trails by lightning. Oh, One yeah. One of those things. <laughs> The military withdrew from the project, and the facility was shut down in 2014. While the original plan was to dismantle it, it was handed over to the University of Alaska Fairbanks completely, which now allows researchers to use it on a pay-per-use basis. <laughs> I wonder how much it costs, because we I should go I would for, love. get a date, yeah. just go up there. Can I rent an hour? We want an hour. Go check it out. Just start hitting buttons. Broadcast the podcast <laughs> straight out of harp. Broadcast podcast right in the harp. <laughs> the heart of harp, you know? You don't even have to listen. It's just going to be in your brain. Yeah. Like, oh, getting a new episode. I'm going to go get battle box. <laughs> Use code casual preppers <laughs> everywhere. What are you saying? <laughs> I don't know. Mom I feel weird. Frank one say. <laughs> I got to go pee. <laughs> Frequency. That's the, Frequency. I said frequency. That's a new, yeah. that's a new level. That's the one that Frank came up with. <laughs> Frank. I call it the frequency. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Okay, one more for oh, you. Oh, man, I wonder, though, how much paper use and why. What? The paper use. Oh, yeah. I thought you like... What are you talking about? about? Paper. Like, paper use? What are you talking about? Yeah, how much they write on much paper? paper being used up <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, all them trees just going to waste. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what the price tag is. Oh, that's weird. Might be worth it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Set up a high limit credit card. Just go up and do it. Boom, a bunch of bunch. <laughs> a bunch of bunch. <laughs> Rent it. Get a bunch yeah. of bounce houses. <laughs> just have fun. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. Book thousands of. <laughs> Yeah, probably a million dollars a day. Get some paintballs up there, do a paintball course. <laughs> Just ruin the whole thing. <laughs> Sorry, left a mess. You didn't put limitations in the contract. Yeah. We did what we did. Nobody knows what's here anyway. We're proud of it. You ever heard of the Sea Shadow? Oh, sounds cool. <laughs> in the 1980s, DARPA, the U.S. Navy and military hardware manufacturer Lockheed, came together to develop an experimental stealth boat. Is this number nine on yeah. some YouTube channel? <laughs> yeah, of that's like... what it feels like, huh? <laughs> number nine. Number nine. See DARPA was no stranger to creating stealth vehicles. <laughs> Having funded the creation of several stealth oh, planes, such as the B-2 Spirit Bomber. My kids get so sucked into those. Yeah. And like, it's like pulling pictures just randomly just, out of yeah, the internet of like different stuff. things happening. This is a boat. This one's uh, yeah. a shadow. None of it this goes one is along the sea. with. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh. um, well, sea shadows. Let's talk about them. Yeah, anyways, uh, the result of the project was the sea shadow, the IX-529. If you're wanting it would be more specific, a twin-hulled ship that was described by Mercury News as looking like Darth Vader's personal yacht. Oh, I want to see it now. Oh, was there a picture? I don't know. Sea shadow. I'm looking it up. Find it on YouTube. I'm going to do it. It could hold a crew of 12... I gotta listen to fourteen different things. Hold on, fast. You can hold a crew of twelve plus a microwave, fridge, and a small table. <laughs> okay, that's all we need. And it was seaworthy, even in very rough seas. Okay. While the official reports were hard to come by, it seems it was able to avoid radar. I've seen pictures oh, of that. That does look like. Dark I think fish. they make one similar to it now. How is it floating on those ends like that? Oh, super fast. That's cool. Underneath is a regular boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just, just cardboard. On a, sitting on a platform. That's just platform. It doesn't go cardboard. anywhere. No. But it was only ever an experiment, and as such, the Sea Shadow had probably the most ignoble end of all the inventions on our list. However, U.S. Navy originally tried to sell it to the highest bidder in 2006. <laughs> only there were no bidders. They're going to say, screw you, I don't want it. Uh, we don't want this piece of trash. Get this sea shadow out of my face. <laughs> let's go build sea shadow. Let's go build <laughs> Did you take picture like I asked? Okay, let's go. And we've looked it over. I don't think I'm very interested. Yeah, let's it looks go. like a piece of shit. We go. No. <laughs> Waste of my time. Piece of garbage. <laughs> hey, let's go build. Uh... We're going to call it the Vladimir shadow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the very good. The very good. Let's go get some vodka. Red shadow. <laughs> the shadow of Stalin, maybe. <laughs> the red shadow. Oh, yeah. the iron shadow. Very machine. good. So many choices. Let's get out of here. We got the name. We just got to build Yeah, we're not name. interested. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of work to do. See you later. <laughs> this is the wrong convention. Goodbye. <laughs> we thought we were, far- we were looking at the air shadow, the sea shadow. <laughs> wrong place. Wrong time. Um, ultimately, the decision was taken to sell it for scrap <laughs> instead, and it was eventually purchased and dismantled in 2012. Why did they dismantle it? I don't know. It's stupid. They should have made it into a, like a restaurant at least. It's got one <laughs> fridge. Put a wingers in there, you idiots. <laughs> Seriously. Come on. Subway. Yeah. Put a subway everywhere else. Yeah, that'd be great. Cam, I want you to imagine this in your brain box. Okay. All right. Okay. The grid's down. Your hometown was just devastated by a natural disaster. Or you stopped to help a car that broke down on the side of the road. Are you getting these in your head? I got it, got it, got it. Would you have what you need to deliver a baby? I would now. You would now. The but, combat but midwife. No, 
normally normally don't. <clears throat> you don't. The combat midwife developed the perfect kit to add to your preps. The official combat midwife birth kit, brought to you by Medical Gear Outfitters, will give you peace of mind in a chaotic world. All right, <laughs> our new world consists of COVID, quarantines, and overrun hospitals. Babies are pregnancies. Un- <laughs> pregnancies. Uh, babies are unpredictable about when they decide to join us in this crazy world. A birth kit is just what you need to be prepared for any labor and delivery emergency. You know, the movies lied to you. They're a bunch of liars in Hollywood. You need more than a newspaper and a shoestring to deliver a baby. I don't even know what you do with the shoestring in the birth process. Come along. You just tie it around there. Come along. Pull mile. Exactly. I think I got a loop around his neck. Yeah. You Keep on. You got to get the feet. Come on. You want to come Wrap out? this around the axle. It's going to pull feet. right out. Hook that up to the forward and we'll pull her out. <laughs> She's breech. Get this around the lug nut. <laughs> turn the car on. And fall along. Go grab her side by side. We're going to fix this problem. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Hook that to the Trump flag. We're going. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> That's pretty durable. I bought that yesterday. That is some good PVC on that sucker. Uh, um. Anyways, the combat midwife birth kit is just... I wonder if it comes with a Trump flag. Did it come with a Trump flag? <laughs> no, it didn't. Combat midwife birth kit is what you need to care for the lady you love in any SHTF birth situation. This kit is user-friendly. All these items included are exactly what the combat midwife takes to every birth. And now you have access to them, too. You will never be caught unprepared again. Yeah. I mean, you just don't want to get caught unprepared when there's a baby coming no, out of this world. Buy this kit and all your family's medical gear needs at medicalgearoutfitters.com. Learn more about the Combat Midwife and how to use this kit at combatmidwife.com. Yeah. Use our yeah, code. Yeah, great medical kits there. Yeah, use our code Casual Preppers. You're going to get 10% off everything. And a baby. And you're going to get a free baby. <laughs> I can't guarantee it's sex, nor it's race or religion. Doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter. You just get what you get. Yeah, All you right? make it whatever you want. It's kind of like everybody else is doing. Those penny sack grab bags you used to get at the Texaco. You know, you don't <laughs> yeah. know what's coming in there. <laughs> oh, God. Did you ever have those? At the... <laughs> like <Yeah>. mystery bags? <laughs> I used to get those all the time. They're awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, you think of all the things that are being, like, the production of condoms going to drop off. You're going to have babies everywhere. Yeah, I know, man. And yeah. you know how to deliver one. You got to. You got to. So, um, DARPA's also had some failures. Have they? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was all just sunshines and a lot Everything of pops. always worked out for yeah. them? No, it didn't. Let's talk about some of these failed projects all right. that they invested who knows how much of your money or whose money <laughs> into. The number one, not Onion, but Orion. Ooh. The Orion. Set in motion shortly after DARPA was created, or ARPA, uh, Project Orion aimed to drive an interplanetary spacecraft by periodically dropping nuclear bombs out of butt. <laughs> so basically, it was going to uh, project itself through space by detonating bombs. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> I don't know. It's not a bad idea. No, no. Did you ever see, um, well, you probably, uh, the new Star Trek when they like drop their little fusion I don't remember. ammo into the, it's all, oh. it propels them forward. Oh. Pretty cool. Makes sense. DARPA did that way back. Way back in the But anyways, with the partial test ban treaty, it ended that project. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Well, we can't mm-hmm. use 50 nukes to get to Pluto. Screw it. Pluto so ain't the planet no more. It was, a, it was a good idea, but a dirty idea. It didn't work. So they, they canceled yeah. it. Um, this one's, this one's interesting. Okay. The hafnium bombs 
They were half the size. Why don't we get the full neon bomb? Yeah. <laughs> so DARPA spent $30 million to build a half neon bomb. Gosh. A weapon that never existed and probably never will. I could have done it for 15 <laughs> Right. <laughs> half that price. I could have tried for yeah. a million. Yeah, give me a year and $15 million, I'm going to give her a shot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Its would-be creator, Carl Collins, was a f- physics professor from Texas who in 99 claimed he had used a dental x-ray machine to release energy from a trace of the isomer of hafnium-178. Okay, that makes sense. An isomer is a long-lived, excited state of an atom's nucleus. Uh-huh. that decays by emission of gamma rays. In theory, isomers might store millions of times more triggerable energy than the contained chemical high explosive. So, he so thought, this physics professor went to the dentist, Yeah, he got some hafnium, and said, look what I can do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He got an x-ray. Uh, uh, and yeah. he was like, hey, that x-ray is going to basically make hafnium way more right. potent. Anyways, he claimed that he had unlocked the secret yeah. that the hafnium bomb the size of a hand grenade could have the force of a small tactical nuclear weapon. Cool. Which would be so good for everybody. Oh, it'd be have. great, yeah. So, um, from the perspective of defense officials, because the triggering of an electromagnetic phenomenon, not nuclear fission, uh, a hafnium bomb would not release radiation and might not be covered by nuclear treaties. Ooh, hey. <laughs> now, work around. We found a wormhole we can get in here, boy. Yeah. So, you basically toss this nuclear-powered, well, basically... This uh, atom bomb. Yeah. It was more of like a really strong EMP type of grenade. That would be amazing. Sure. But at the same time, you don't want all your soldiers tossing a couple of those at enemy. Anyways, just one one small problem. No one else was able to reproduce the results of Collins' experiments, including a team of physicists from the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. Lawrence Livermore. (laughs) The LLNL. We are from the house of Livermore. (laughs) In collaboration with scientists at the Los Alamos in Argonne National Labs. Hmm. And a report published by the Institute of Defense Analyses, a federally funded research arm of the Pentagon, concluded Khan's work was flawed and should not have passed peer review. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So is this about. after they threw $30 million at it? Uh-huh. It's usually the government's <laughs> way of mm-hmm. doing things. Never mind. Anyways, the story sh- uh, should have ended there, but according to a 2004 investigative report in Washington Post, Martin Strickley arrived at DARPA as a Martin program Martin Stickley. Manager. Oh, Stickley. Yeah. Stickley. Get it? I don't get that right. Uh-uh. Don't forget that name. Yep. Well, shh. <laughs> just knocked my computer you just off. just knocked it off the table. Yeah, there we go. That was awesome. Um, Been a while since you've done this, huh? I'm using iPad in years. <laughs> yeah, so he was basically... Hired by DARPA, and he's like, guess what? I can make the half-nim bomb, too. <laughs> and um, Stickly gonna stick it. Uh, could be loaded in artillery shells, he said, according to the copy of the briefing slides. Or they could be used in the Pentagon's missile defense system to n- knock out incoming ballistic missiles out of the air. Cool. He encapsulated yeah. his vision of the program in a startling PowerPoint slide. Oh, that's always yep. the way to do it. <laughs> Next oh, slide, please. Yep. A small hafnium hand grenade with a pull-out ring caption that read, Miniature bomb. Explosive yield, two kilotons. Ooh. Size, five-inch diameter. Wow. My diameter. <laughs> two <Seven> inches. inches. <laughs> um, that would be an explosion about one-seventh the power of the bomb that obliterated Hiroshima. Wow. So anyways, anyways, long story short, they couldn't reproduce it, even though this guy was like, I got another idea. Look at my PowerPoints. They said, yeah. no, it's, it can't happen. So that's cool. Okay. 
the mechanical elephant. Okay. This kind of goes along with what you're talking about, those transporting robots, yes. the weird headless dogs. Sure. Anyways, they worked on something similar to this in 66. They were like, Vietnam sucks, can't travel through here, it's hard to transport goods. Yeah. What could go across the terrain has, you know, a good clearance? Why don't we make a freaking elephant? That's a good idea. So they were working on something called, um, uh, what I think that was all they called. Narrow vehicle. trail vehicle. Um, that's what it moved to. Oh, okay. Anyways, yeah. So the research concluded that the priority should be given to an R&D program for a narrow trail vehicle that is capable of transporting personnel and cargo in the mountain terrain along narrow winded jungles. Are, are they talking about a motorcycle? Basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got an idea. Uh, I know. Two wheels, motor. <laughs> Imagine Seat. this. Imagine this. <laughs> Check out this power. No legs, no trunk. <laughs> it just has two, maybe four wheels. Next slide, a please. trunk. Yeah. But anyways, um, DARPA's most infamous endeavors was was this thing, is the mechanical elephant. But when the then DARPA director, Ebhart Rechton. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Rechton? Rechton. Rechton. Recton. I think it's Recton. Wow. Found out about the project, he immediately terminated it, calling it damn fool. <laughs> a damn fool idea. That would destroy Dapper's credibility if Congress ever found out. Whatever. Never happened. Come on. Yep. You never try anything. Right. We've talked about this before, telepathic spies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. DARPA invested a lot, millions, into telepathy and psychokinetics. And mm. we talked about during the Cold War how much Russia was pushing, trying yeah. to learn. Um, anyway, there's kind of a cool little dynamic on this about how the United States actually had focused more on, like... So, as we... I don't know if you remember, like, Russia focused more on, like, biology and yeah. organics, whereas the United States was doing it more, like... Sex clubs and <laughs> Operation Midnight Climax. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it, but it never did prove to be successful, or did it? Did it? Did it not? Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, that was one that failed. Future Map. This one sounds like a cool app. Um, several DARPA projects have focused on developing ways to anticipate future events. <clears throat> what? Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. The project dubbed Future Markets Applied to Prediction, or Future Map. Oh, hell. Intended to launch Could a public... Could they not come up with a better I know. name? I mean, seriously. Intended to launch a public website that would encourage anonymous speculators to bet on the likelihood of terrorist oh attacks. Oh, my gosh. Assassination and coups in the Middle East. Oh, my gosh. Um, two angry senators disclosed the project in 2003, hoping to head off the registration of investors. So, uh, it doesn't matter who, care, who cares about those senators. Spending tax dollars to create terrorism betting patrons is a wasteful as it is repugnant. Winden and Dorgan said in the letter of the Pentagon, the American people want the federal government to use its resources enhancing our security, not gambling on it. Initially, the Pentagon defended the project, releasing a statement that read, research indicates that markets are extremely efficient, effective, and timely aggregators of dispersed and even hidden information. I thought this was interesting. Future... Markets have proven themselves to be good at predicting such things as election results, and they often are, are, are often better than expert opinions. DARPA has undertaken this research as part of its effort to investigate the, bro- the broadcast event, possible set of new ways to prevent terrorist attacks and will continue to reevaluate the technical promise of the program before committing additional funds beyond the fiscal year. Mm. Anyways, future map. 
people are gonna go on and be like, I better there's that's dead. cool though, actually. Just yeah, it just uses the general population yeah. rather than like these experts. And it does have I, I think it has I mean, it makes some sense. But anyways, it's like so that, it's kinda like a future predicting exactly uh algorithm thing they were trying to build. Yep. The program hoped to use a kind of terrorism future <clears throat> market to predict key developments and even attacks. Um, it was thought market valuations of possible future events could reflect the probability of their occurring. However, future map was scrapped after mm. it was considered ridiculous and grotesque by U- U.S. politicians. Sounds about right. Yep. Let's go on to another one that's very similar. The TIA. And I don't mean trans ischemic attack in your brain. Okay. DARPA envisioned TIA as a massive counterterrorism database uh, that would use advanced methods for collecting data and processing and analysis. The ultimate goal was to preempt terrorist attacks. Point Dexter was mm-hmm. one of the head of the program, declared in a speech that TIA is about creating technologies that would permit us to have both security and privacy. More than just make sure that different databases could talk to each other, we need better ways to extract information from those unified databases and to ensure the private information of innocent citizens is protected. Right. Mm. So the problem with this one is they're like, no, 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 you're, you know, this is personal information that you're getting a hold of. Yeah. And they're like, no, no, it's not, it's not. And it kind of fell apart. But a program that sounds curiously familiar, the NSA, came about afterwards, basically in its place. Yep. The program is still alive, and it's been quietly moved for, from DARPA to another group, which built technologies primarily for the NSA. So this program, TIA, was just kind of looking just like the NSA and look into things and become yeah. um, very spying on us those people but tia may never never have come to fruition but it did lead to one successful project the creators of the science fiction show person of interest say that tia was their inspiration for the artificial intelligent machine you never watched person of interest Mm -mm. no it's kind of cool at first and then i never followed it through oh the guy from frequency you know oh yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah that's where that show came from where they could predict things and they'd go and intervene Minority Report. That's basically that's what I kind of got more from it than that point. Mm. Men of in- or person of interest. Yeah, that sounds like a Minority Report. That's what I thought too. Anyway, that was a book that was written back like in the seventies. Though, did you know that? Minority? I think that's why my that I think Dick, DARPA I think. has worked on a ton of that of like predicting yeah. events before they happen. So <clears throat> interesting. Yeah, very. Um, here's a few others, real quick. Uh, the Flying Humvee. Ooh. 2010. DARPA unveiled a new concept. For for troop transport, the transformer. Oh my gosh. Otherwise known as vertical takeoff and landing roadable, roadable. air vehicle. Wow. Was envisioned as a flying Humvee capable of carrying up to four soldiers. They called it Optimus Prime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, according to DARPA's initial solicitation announcement, the transformer provides unprecedented options to avoid traditional and asymmetrical threats while avoiding road obstructions. Where we're going. We don't need roads. (laughs) (laughs) Transportation is no longer restricted to trafficable areas that (laughs) tends to make movement predictable. That's probably why they didn't do it. They're like, we're going to have so many Back to the Future jokes, it's not worth (laughs) it. Never mind. The vehicle can avoid improvised explosive devices and ambushes while also allowing the warfighter to approach targets from directions that give our warfighters the advantage in mobile (laughs) ground operations. It means they can fly in on them. Yeah, basically. The difficult... Um, it's difficult to imagine a military problem that the Transformer actually solves. DARPA really? initially envisioned it as an answer to the homemade bombs that disable ground vehicles just glide above the ground to avoid the bombs. Boom. Oh, so they're thinking like just like a hovercraft. Kind of, yeah. I see. And it's a transport vehicle, which 
kind of makes some sense. Sure. It's just an easier non-basically jet. Yeah. But assuming the U.S. is even involved in the land conflict after Afghanistan to make the problem salient, why wouldn't insurgents plant those bombs to lure the transformers into the air and then hit it with a rocket-propelled grenade or anti-tank missile? Sure. After all, the only thing um, has to stop. What the thing only has to stop small arms fire. So, anyways, yeah, they what just about were like the all spark, right? <laughs> or that, <laughs> or bumblebee, yeah, or uh, yeah. Anyways, okay. in 2013, DARPA changed the direction of the program so it became the Aerial Reconfigurable Embedded System Ares. Oh, geez. It's conceived as an unpiloted payload system that, with attachable modules designed for specific missions. Okay. So, screw carrying people, we're just going to have it carry other things. Okay. Um, um, another thing that they developed was the Hydra. Ooh. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. Named from the multi-headed creature of the Greek mythology... DARPA's Hydra project announced in 2013 aims to develop an undersea network of platforms that could be deployed for weeks and months in international waters. Platforms? Yeah. What? The submerged platform. I, what I think here is like, um, what's the abyss? You know mm -hmm. the abyss? That's yeah. like a big, huge, like, yeah, platform with all those little connecting. Yeah, I think so. That's basically a Hydra. Uh. It's basically like a, a mothership. Oh, okay. The rationale would be that they could basically, um, have little subs and different things come from that. So you got an under underwater base. And then you basically China other... probably has this thing. Oh, I guarantee they have it. Yeah. So they have a whole country probably underwater. We don't even oh, know. Oh, yeah, I think they do. Yeah. I think there's China underneath China. Yeah. But yeah, the uh so this was in development and um kind of never came about, but they still think it's being worked on. That's kind of cool. Kinda I like cool that thing. one. Uh, yeah. yeah, basically a basically it's like a you know a forward base mm -hmm. that's underwater near hmm. threats. Um SCI was kind of a it's like a Skynet type of thing. Ooh. Between 83 and 93 DARPA spent 1 billion on a computer research. Oh my gosh, 1 billion? Yeah, to achieve machine intelligence that could support humans in the battlefield or in some cases act autonomously. Uh yeah, the project, no, thank you was called the Strategic Computing Initiative. Basically, this was like a thing that could calculate all the battle outcomes and, and basically tell them how and where and how, how to fight. To, which is kind of creepy. Oh, it's super creepy, yeah. So, um, another project they worked on was a synthetic polio virus. <laughs> Why on what? In the late 90s, concerns over biological weapons promoted DARPA to establish the Unconventional Pathogen Countermeasures Program. <laughs> oh my gosh. In order to develop and demonstrate defensive technologies which, which afford the greatest protection to uh, uniformed warfighters and the defense personnel who support them during the U.S. military operations. DARPA failed to inform anyone of it um, that or anyone that one of its unconventional projects was 300000 to fund a trio of scientists who thought it would be neat to synthesize polio. What? Why? I don't know. And then in 2002, the scientists published their research basically on how to guide in the Journal of Science. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a professor of molecular genetics and a leader of the project defended the research, saying that he and his team had made the virus to send a warning that terrorists might be able to make biological weapons without obtaining a natural virus. Oh, my gosh. Q COVID-19. COVID-19. Isn't that creepy? It's super creepy. I don't like so, it. So yeah, they were they they developed a synthetic polio virus just for countermeasure purposes. Wow! And published it. That's a great way to go. So, about anyways, it. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> that's where we got COVID nineteen. It could be. And the last one, I think you might mention a little more on this one. Yeah. So the again, this one fusion reactor. It's hard for me to tell if it's still in 
development. That's, that's the thing. This that's, one's super confusing. Yeah, it's hard to know. And and kind of concerning. Yep. This one is a bit of mystery, a bit of a mystery. A three million project, three million dollar project that appeared in DARPA's fiscal year of 2009, never to be heard about again. They don't know what mm-hmm. ever came of it. What is known is that DARPA believed it was possible to construct a fusion reactor the size of a microchip. Oh my gosh. That I really hope they figured that out. That, that would be amazing. Too. It would be. So maybe it's done and it's in the new Apple think iPhone about 15 that's coming out. Think about how long your drone would fly oh my gosh. with a fusion reactor Yeah, on that's it. the thing is like maybe they do have it. Yeah. Because remember, we talked about that drone that just like flew in yeah. and up and like the tic tac like and all that 15, stuff. 15,000 yeah. feet, mm-hmm. never even showed signs of battery drainage. Probably that. Maybe it's a freaking fusion oh battery. Yeah. So there's a bunch of current slash upcoming projects that they have going on. And I'm just going to go through them really quickly. And again, some of these may be not actually happening, some of them may be happening. It's so hard to know. Right. So um, how about an implantable COVID detecting microchip? It's already being put in when you get swabbed, I I think. You can actually detect the presence of the virus in your bloodstream. So they're going to put it in there, and you go, beep, 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 you got the COVID, apparently. I'm sure people will go for that. Oh, yeah, 100% a lot of people will. Yeah. They would, absolutely. How about the DARPA Neurotech Hand with Natural Sensation? Natural feeling sensations to the user by direct connection to the brain. Wow. So people lose their hand. They hook this up, direct connection to the what brain. What if you don't lose your hand? If you, you want a third three, hand. Three hands. <laughs> I could take on myself. Um. <laughs> oh, never mind. There's a lot of ways to go with that, and I'm not doing it. Um, DARPA. Did you lose a hand? No, I just want a third hand. <laughs> I'm up to five. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That's right. My wife asked me to give her a hand. I got a bunch left. You know, <laughs> got some extras. <laughs> Um, Take them back. Okay. <laughs> Put that hand on there. Uh, DARPA wants robots to behave more like 3PO. Yeah, I'd like that. Want, they want to set, set guidelines for how to design next generation AI machines that they're able to help and interact effectively with humans. So they're looking for this sort of software AI that helps them, like, really. Because humans are worthless. They are. Yeah. So we had to build we droids to. Build, yeah. to this one, I this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. An artificially intelligent computer that can create jazz music. That's they're funding that, or they have funded it, or it is being funded. <laughs> I don't know. It's just one guy in there recording music. <laughs> How's it going? You need more money? I am doing good with the jazz music. <laughs> he's in there pretending like he's a robot. <laughs> Please write check to my name. Make check out to cash. <laughs> Thank you, DARPA. Russian mind. It's like, <laughs> oh, these guys are so stupid. <laughs> these idiots. Jazz is so easy. <laughs> um, they want uh, U.S. pilots to command DARPA drone armies, so they got some sort of a program that they're making a drone. Which we army. have to, because I think you have to. China's doing the same. Yep. How about the cortical modem? What's that? A direct neural interface that will allow for the visual display of information without the use of glasses or goggles. Wow. Right to your eyeballs. <laughs> Somehow. That'll make driving safer. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to watch Saved by the Bell right now. <laughs> you know? Sports scores just going across. <laughs> your, I can't see. Stock tickers. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind a stock ticker. <laughs> yeah, just right all the time. Targeted neuroplasticity training for downloading skills. Oh, that would be so yeah. nice. Is it possible to learn cognitive skills faster? Talk. <laughs> Talk skill. 
Been downloading it all day. I'm downloading level five sex skills right now, baby. <laughs> Tonight's going down. <laughs> Upload complete. Upload, download complete. I'm um, uploading my skills. Yeah. I'm going to put this one up there. She wants like to a workshop. <laughs> um, military implants to boost memory. That would be nice. Yeah, right into your brain. Remember stuff better. How about DARPA seeks science fiction materials? Remember that. I'm just going to put the chip in. Let me put that one on a hard drive. Put it on the old hard drive. (laughs) (laughs) Spin it up. I should have got the solid state. (laughs) Got the 5200 RPM. She's low. She's low. Hold on, honey. It's coming down. Materials with controlled microstructural architecture program is seeking ways to control and engineer materials at a fundamental level. What does that mean? Things I don't know. They're, it's, like, it's like this material. It means things <laughs> that that they can like control how it goes together, and I don't know. Okay, Darpa's trying to figure it out. How am I supposed? Do you remember to know? on Batman when he like shocks that material? It's all yeah, like his kind of like that. that. That's kind of like that would be. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about developing deployable unmanned distributed I systems? Think Darpa is Wayne Industries. I know. Ooh. I bet it is. Mm. <laughs> Developing deployable, unmanned, distributed systems that lie on the deep ocean floor in special containers for years at a time. So that might be kind of that thing you were talking about, the mothership, whatnot. Deployable, unmanned, yeah, yeah, the, the you know, Hydra. Yeah, Hydra. That'd be, yeah, that's exactly what that is. How about exacto bullets that change course in midair? That's creepy. Ooh, intended to greatly improve rifle accuracy and range by using what amounts to a guided bullet. <sighs> that's freaky. Yeah. That's another... Um, man, a couple movies have that. Do they? Do you remember The Fifth Element? I do. He's like, oh, and shoots yeah. behind him. That's right. Yeah. That's creepy. That's creepy. They've got to have those already. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Right. Remote control of brain activity. <laughs> a prototype device that does not require surgery has been created that allows for remote control of brain activity. That's done. Yeah. It's called marriage. <laughs> it's, yeah. I was, there's a lot of places to go there. I'll let it go. <laughs> How about you put the- a ring on? Remote control. <laughs> Speaking of, where's my ring? <laughs> <laughs> a it's realization gone. all of a sudden I don't have my ring on. Um, the air hopper. Sounds great. It's a robot <laughs> air hog air hopper. <laughs> it's a robot grasshopper. <laughs> well, okay. The intent is to create a robot that is able to handle difficult, uneven terrain with some measure of robotic aplomb. <laughs> um, so a robot grasshopper. I think I saw a couple of things on this, like helicopters that can land with that, mm. like technology. So yeah. it can. Sure. Never uneven. This, I put it on a camper trailer. Yeah, for sure. This one is great. They have a, um, a program where they're trying to see if it's possible to reconstitute shredded documents. <laughs> <laughs> Never make a mistake again. <laughs> There's probably some person in the office that's like, shit, I shouldn't have shredded those. I want to be in so much trouble. But what if? <laughs> <laughs> what if DARPA's <laughs> taking any applications? Yes. Uh, someone in the DARPA offices probably, and then you just slip that it That would in. be sweet. You imagine just taking all yeah. this crap, putting it in, and it just puts paper back together? Yeah. Great. That'd be awesome. How about DARPA's biometrics at a glance? It knows you by your heartbeat. Demonstrate the ability to collect, localize, and evaluate physiological signals like heart rate and stuff at distances greater than 10 meters. That'd I'll be, be great honest, for you. You'd be like... <laughs> Yeah. I'll be, be honest, when they walk in, I can already determine. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> hmm, it's panting, heart rate probably 200. Yeah, you've got blood chlamydia, pressure, buddy. 160. Yeah. Um, farmed blood. 
Ew, that's Mass-produced synthetic blood for transfusions. That, I always wondered about that. I think mm. that's I've seen some things on them. That scares me. So DARP is behind that, huh? Yeah. Cyborg insect no calm more system. Red Cross. No mm-hmm. blood drives. Orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> the that whole business is going a lot down. Of people. <laughs> uh, cyborg insect calm system. It's going to knock a lot of phone calls off. I'll tell you that <laughs> sure much. Sure will. Yeah. Fracture putty for compound fractures. It could rapidly restore a patient to ambulatory function while normal healing ensues. Oh, that would be so sweet. With dramatically reduced I, rehabilitation That's another time. thing I'd thought about. It's like, why don't they just open you up, put a PVC around the bone, yeah. send you back on your way? Exactly. I don't know. Fracture putty. This one is cool. Harvesting power from flying insects. The first successful mechanical energy scavenging from flying insects. Wow. How do they do that? I don't know. Wow. That's crazy. Just to have a whole silo full of them, you're just like, yeah, my whole house is charged by all these locusts. I could play PlayStation all night. <laughs> Not even hard. Um, uh, self-folding origami. These machines use cutting-edge mathematical theorems to fold themselves into virtually any three-dimensional object. We got a 3D printer. What's the point? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Pretty cool, though. Handheld fusion reactors. That's what Cam was talking about. The thermal isolation I'm all for that one. techniques will enable high-efficiency beam to power converters, perhaps making chip-scale self-sufficient fusion possible. It's a whole bunch of mumbo-jumbo. Yeah. Um, this is a good one. Silent talk telepathy for soldiers. Allow user-to-user communication on the battlefield without the use of vocalized speech through analysis of neural signals. <laughs> wow. I'm not a mind reader, Hal. <laughs> yeah, you are. So you when they, this. like, kick a door and it's like... <laughs> you don't even have to whisper it because it's just yeah, that's what I mean. It's yeah. like, <laughs> what does it sound like? Yeah, like that. <laughs> um, Eater. I think we've talked about this before. De- project to develop a robotic platform able to perform long missions while refueling itself by that's foraging. That's so crazy. Yeah. So it eats any sort of biomass, <laughs> like anything. <laughs> Just like a path through trees and like everything. <laughs> well, I know where it went. Yeah. Ate its way right through everything. Yep. Aqua Science's water from atmospheric moisture. The program focused on creating water from the atmosphere using low energy systems. That's genius. That's super cool. And the last one I got is the DARPA. Vulture. It's intended to fly for periods of up to five years unattended at 65,000 feet. Wow. Five years. Wow. Four months. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Up to four Up months. To five years. <laughs> Look at the PowerPoint. Man. Yeah, so that's, that's crazy. That's DARPA. That's like a, um, here's another movie. What? Um, uh, what's the one with uh, when they go to space and the cornfields at the beginning? Interstellar? Interstellar. Oh, yeah, the drone Remember that, that flies forever. Flying yeah. and flying and flying. That's right. Cooked the brain. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I want to tell you about Off the Grid Surplus. Dude, have you ever heard of them? I love them. They got good stuff. They do have. They have actually, I take that back. They have great stuff. They have great stuff. I'm waiting for them to make business cash pants. Oh, yeah. They'll have tactical pockets. That would be great. Hey, off the grid makes business cash pants. Yeah. They're, I think their hideout denim is still on sale, I think. You can get get them around 54 bucks and then another 15% have off with our code. all the time. Dude. But they do all the time because we have a code. Yes, yeah. Use our code casual preppers. You get 15% off. They've got fantastic shirts. They've got fantastic hats. They've got fantastic pants. Yeah. They got lady pants, even. Oh, I love lady pants. I love lady pants, too. And so you got to go get I don't wear lady pants. I don't like the look of lady You liar. Pants. You wear lady <laughs> underpants. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I need DARPA approved. I need your underpants to sew into my <laughs> underpants. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, that's funny. <clears throat> yeah, so go to Off the Grid Surplus. They don't got lady underpants, but they got everything else you need. Uh, use our code Casual Preppers, and you're gonna get cool stuff for the cool guys around town. Tactical on these. Tactical. We have some reviews real quick. A How about of reviews? Tack Pack. Let's start with the old Tack Pack, Cameron. The beginning. The beginning of it all. There's no thing in there, so we're just gonna have to talk about the things as okay. they come out. All right. I'll okay. let you do. You it. Want me to do it? Gosh, damn. How about the A-Zoom uh, snap caps? These are um, training dry fire bullets. Yep. Okay. Stick them in with the regular rounds. Yep. Ching, ching, ching. <laughs> you See never how know. <laughs> then we got the Kershaw Fraction. Really cool little uh, EDC knife, actually. I like it. I do, too. Hard to beat a Kershaw. Hey. You know? hey. Here, I'll throw this at you, too. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah, it's got some carbon fiber on the outside. Yeah. It's lightweight, and it has a metal blade inside yeah. it. Look it's a this. knife. It's a knife. We got the AR-15 tactical cleaning kit. That's nice. It's tactical. It's cleaning. AR-15. <laughs> Lots of words. And you want to so, keep them running. Yeah. Then we got the fire cord. Paracord. It's got the fire stuff fire in it. Fire Yeah. That's cool. That is pretty cool. Well, how about this one? I'm actually kind of Just excited. Just the whole thing. Just throw the whole thing in there. Bite my wood. Cinnamon toothpicks. <laughs> Cinnamon oh, toothpicks. Oh, really? That's yeah. sweet. We're going to have to split those. Now you can just walk around like a bat, eh, with yeah. a toothpick in your And we mouth. got a picture of a witch with big boobies on a gun, on a sticker. Wow. Yeah. That's provocative. Use our code casual preppers. That's sexist. That's sexist. And then we have Crate Club. It's a big old boss. Yeah, and this one has a thing on her inner. On her inner. <laughs> on her inners. Inner honors. <laughs> uh, can you find it for me? All right, Crate Club. Yeah, we got The first thing is the cat tongue non-slip grip strip. Actually, this stuff's pretty sweet. What do you do with it? It's like a little rubber wrap, and it's got kind of a grid on it. So what do you, you do with it? can't slip off from it. You can put it on like an axe handle. Oh, okay. Or a kitchen knife. <laughs> Your Don't fork. slip. <laughs> You want a cat strip? You want a cat tongue yeah. grip strip? All your forks. Putting on my chopsticks. I ain't dropping nothing. Uh, Every no. food matters. My phone is wrapped in it. How about the knife maintenance kit by KPL? Knife pivot lube. It's good for your knives. Keeps them all lubed up. Yeah, there it is. Inject them direct into your joints. Yeah, we want to put it in our joints. <laughs> then we got the Green Man Tactical Vehicle Headrest Organizer. These are cool. I got one in my truck. I yeah, just haven't put anything on it I have a bigger uh, Gray Man Tactical. Stuff mm -hmm. freaking feels bulletproof. Yeah, it does. Pretty good. Then we got the Bushnell Trophy. Strap your phone right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, DARPA. It's me. <laughs> Bushnell Trophy TRS 25 Red Dot Sight. Oh. This, doesn't that sound amazing? Cam's going to put it directly on his face. I'm going to tape it to my eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, red Dot everything. That's cool, cool, cool. Where do I put this needle? Oh, red dot. Then we got the Magpul Explorer Eyewear. Magpul? Magpul, Magcool. Tell you. Yeah, these are pretty cool. Yes, so great glasses. Containers great. For Maybe the you sun. store some stuff in them. Yeah, you can probably put some things in there. Maybe your toothpicks. <laughs> Stick them in there. It's just the whole thing of toothpicks. <laughs> I'm going to put these glasses on right this now. This is my toothpick case. If you can see me on a YouTube channel. Keep those channel. on. Keep those on. Those look great. Keep oh, them on. Keep I'm them on. Them. 
I can't see anything. <laughs> you look like you're blind. <laughs> That's really. You start doing this. Start singing. <laughs> you really. This do. Podcast brought to you by <laughs> Stevie Wonder. Um, the Lead Lenser P6R Core QC. It's a light. Flashlight. The flash style. This thing, boom. Yeah, and it has like different colors. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh. All it does is twist. Mm-hmm. Twist in color. Twist and shout, twist baby. Twist in color. You got white, you got red, you got green, you got blue. That's and pretty cool. And then the battery, um, it's got a big rechargeable battery mm-hmm. that also has a container that it sits in and you just plug a USB-C. No, no, it's a micro-C. Micro USB. Micro USB. The worst of all the connectors. Yes. <laughs> but it, still, it, it still, still works. It still works, right, yeah. And then we have the MyMedic MyFact first aid kit. Oh, we're saying MyFact now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're saying it. Um, it's pretty cool, a little med kit. Yeah, it is. It's really got a cool. bunch of stuff in it. 100 quality first aid and trauma supplies. 100? 100. Wow. 100. Yeah, it's pretty 99 cool. Band-Aids. Really well. I'm going to break this iPad <laughs> no. before I'm done. Look 99 Band-Aids and one piece of tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, actually, my medic and kits a packet are... of Neosporin. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, expired. But then my medic <laughs> yeah. stuff is actually pretty good. They have nice quality here. Yeah. Those quality. are always funny. The little um, <laughs> aspirin packets are like saturated in Vaseline. <laughs> You're like, what's this? Already <laughs> lubed. Go. Don't even need water to drink Push them. Push it in your butt. Yeah. Then we have the Essi Zula knife, and then you have the my car to scales that come with it, and the custom leather Scout carry sheath boom yeah and we also got i don't know if we talked about this we got the off-grid backpack it's pretty dang cool it's a really cool uh faraday type backpack but this one is actually pretty interesting to me yeah so i have the big dry bag Uh version it's massive that's from a different company oh that's right Mm -hmm. i thought you said they were the same company that's right Mm -hmm. it isn't um but yeah anyway it, it is also like a emp proof yeah but i think this one is way more it's organized. more functional as a backpack exactly so it has four different That's spots sweet. it has a little eyeglass yeah four different spots to Protect put your devices your has one for your key fob has one for your laptop has one for your tablet and then it also has one for your phone yeah it's pretty so cool we've had those little sleeves you know and you just throw them in your backpack mm-hmm. these are built in they're built in yeah and the backpack is really gray man you know yeah it doesn't look all flashy yeah exactly so beautiful, that's, beautiful. That's the off-grid backpack. Go check them beautiful, out. It's pretty beautiful, cool. Beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> yeah. beautiful backpack. Last thing, we got a bunch of stuff from Nutrient Survival. Um, they sent us a bunch of food. We're going to try some out this week. Um, We're going to uh, eat them all right now. I'm going to try and go make some of those eggs. We got maple almond grain crunch. Mm-hmm. We got hearty apple cinnamon oatmeal. That's for you. We hearty got, apple? <laughs> it's got my name on <laughs> Triple cheese mac, homestyle yeah. scramble, um, Southwest medley. Yeah, and we got powdered eggs and powdered milk. Hearty lasagna. That one's mine, too. Yeah. And then powdered vitamin milk. Ooh, vitamin milk. Yeah. Vitamin egg blend. That's pretty sweet. It's awesome, huh? So we're going to check them out. So go check out Nutrient Survival. Thanks, guys. That's the episode Did today. To do the other things? Yeah. What is it? Oh, yeah. We got some more stuff. So, Blackfire. Blackfire. Got... When did we get this stuff? Last week, probably. Anyways, um... This is super high quality, like flashlights. We got a little, we got a little speaker with magnetic strap. Oh, cool. If you want to jam out, yeah. Um, is it waterproof? I'm probably compatible with iPhone and Android. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it is waterproof. Flash proof, I guess it should say. Um, little flashlight here, rechargeable flashlight with lantern. We got, this is all. 
This is all from Blackfire. You got a spring-assisted open pocket knife. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's a big knife. It is, yeah. It's, it's nice. Blackfire. So we'll probably do some videos on, on all this stuff at some point, so keep watching. Yeah, and then we've got a, a small rechargeable pocket flashlight, waterproof. Cool. All these charge by USB-C, which is now the standard of all USB charging, which is sweet. You're right. Anyways, That's yeah, it. check them out. Blackfire. Black Freaking cool stuff. Blackfire. Black and orange. Uh-huh. Thanks, guys. It. Appreciate it. Go check out our sponsors. Thank you so much for subscribing and follow us on all the, the platforms that we're at. IG and Facebook, uh, YouTube. Ig. Uh, TikTok, <laughs> Twitter, all the places. Yeah, yeah, all right? yeah, yeah. Do it. Stay survived.